0: You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound. Proudly presented by Coopra.
1: Welcome to the Weekly Review the radio show where the adults try to understand a world that changes really fast by keeping up with pop culture. This week, the youngest one of us three at the table, Mar, wishes to face the divorced male energy that has been manifesting itself all over culture. That somehow means we have to include some thoughts on Kim Kardashian's ex, Ye, who has gone so far as to purchase Parlor, a bad copy of Twitter that is known as the alt-right platform for freedom of speech, a.k.a. the place to go to when you're the shittiest person in the world who really wants to say horrible things without getting cancelled. Uh, to counterbalance such dirge, we have selected the 1975's new album Being Funny in a Different Language as our album of the week and we shall also share some thoughts on two of the most exciting, most anticipated albums of the year that are going to be dropped in a few days. This Friday, The Arctic Monkeys, The Car, and Taylor Swift's Midnights. Let's begin. You have not traveled back in time in a delorean to 1985 you're actually listening to music made in, in the recent years by the 1975. this is i'm in love with you one of the singles of uh, being funny in a foreign language thoughts on this album before we get into
0: our thoughts can i uh, i want to ask you about something and i'm going to spring it on you right okay so what do you think of the the name of this album being funny in a foreign language
1: i like it i i i just like it so much i haven't even got a thought on it it's like what a perfect Mm, I don't know yeah, I have no thought on it Sorry <laughs> You sprung <laughs> up too quickly
0: No, no, that's not even the thing I'm springing I've got another level of spring Ma, what, what do you think?
2: Um, I, It's a great statement I don't know about being it An album name You know, like I don't know
0: I did some research Apparently what it comes from Is that he thinks Matt Healy thinks Like the, the ultimate in empathy Is being able to be funny In a foreign language Okay, yeah, like Mr. Empathy. Bean. Yes, that was how yes. it described to me, anyway. Or like you know, empathetic thinking. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Do you see where I'm going here? Right. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, can you uh, be funny in English? If um, you got a,
2: a, 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 you got a joke, press in English. You tell me. Yeah. I feel like English is now my first language so it's not a foreign language. Why is it hilarious?
1: You come up with some expressions, it's like, wow, you really are a native (laughs) tongue. Uh, I'll I'll do one for you in Spanish if you like.
2: Okay.
0: ¿Qué es la verdura más lenta del mundo? La lenteja. (laughs) Oh my God.
2: (laughs) I don't think that has anything to do with the language. I think it's just you... Have kids, so now you have that
1: humor. Well, he came up with one just now. Before, what was it? Uh, uh, someone said, uh, dame un poquito. What was it? Dame un poquito? No, no,
0: it's like like people who say, oh, dame un dinarito, or something Yeah, like when you
1: ito is when you add, like when you make something small, like pequenito. When you add ito, just to for any of our English listeners, British English speaking listeners, continue. Well, so, no,
0: instead of that, I say don't So if I
1: say, um, Ben, can you give me some dinarito?
0: I'll say, no, I'll give you some dinarato. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: All right, th- yes, that humor is the best. No,
2: it- it's not. Come on, <laughs> you a joke in English. long did you live in Australia for six months? <laughs> I didn't tell you any joke. <laughs> Australian you jokes start are filthy. Now? Uh,
0: uh, all right, well. You, you can you can think about but it but
1: it is but i like that thing of being funny in a foreign language i was thinking i don't know why i was thinking about mr bean and that's why <laughs> it was he, the rowan atkinson was so successful because he doesn't speak uh you know it, all his uh, comedy is a physical comedy and uh, gestural it, it translates into any language which is a great way of 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 reaching everyone in the world and, and i studied theater of jest And it was always like kind of reassuring, like if we set up a theatre company of Theatre Ingest, you can tour all all over the world. You can go to Iran, you can go to Africa, you can go, you know, because there's there's no uh, language barrier and you don't need subtitles. Reading subtitles in the theatre is a horrible experience. (laughs) I did it once and it was, I can't see it, the lighting. uh, Do you
2: think the uh, 1975 thought about all of this when they were like put it like titling this like oh if we put out the theater company (laughs) called 1975 it should be like a body thing because it's language less.
1: Well, I think he he try, He's gotten in, not into trouble, but sometimes he's, he's Matt Healy has faced a little bit of backlash from his onstage banter in other countries because sometimes he'll try and make some kind of quip, uh, some humorous quip that is very English, and some um. other some people don't get it, and he'll like it'll tank, and he'll notice it. But another thing he got into trouble with because he he didn't phrase it. Properly was at Reading or Leeds this summer where the Rage Against the Machine dropped out. Uh, they dropped out of the tour because uh, Zach De La Rocha had a, I think he had some kind of. He's Ill. injured himself. Hasn't he, he was injured or something. The they had to cancel all their all that tour, which, you know. So all of a sudden, he tried to phrase it in a way as like the 1975. The the uh, the best band uh, apart from Rage Against It. I'm paraphrasing it horribly. Basically, he tried to make a joke out of the fact that they were replacing. Rage Against the Machine, which is preposterous for a Rage fan because they have nothing to do with each other, you know, in the sense of the the, the furious rock versus this really light-hearted kind of 80s pop. And uh, it tanks and he got like all this kind of background. Oh. Well, one of the reasons that I think uh, it's legitimate
0: to talk about the, the name of the album is because they are a band who A, has some excellent album names... Uh, I like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful and you get so unaware of it. Actually, that's an awful album name, but you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, a brief inquiry into online relationships and notes on a conditional form. You can say, like, you know, the interesting album names, and also they do—they are a band who I think thinks a great deal about words and what they mean and exactly what they're what they're doing. Yeah, um, which is why I suspect if they've called an album um, this being funny in a foreign language, it's because they've thought about it quite a lot. Um, and it was someone on Twitter who mentioned this thing this thing about the empathy. But I haven't actually found the original quote. Because I, I thought loads of people would ask, like, you know, why mm. is it called that? Because it is quite interesting. No. Yeah, it's
2: funny. That, that The funny thing, actually, is that there, the album is in English, not in a foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the, the, the joke was there. Being funny in a foreign language. Not our case,
1: but maybe someone else's case. I Oh, sorry. I would love it. I love it when bands sing in in a a language that isn't their own. The thing is, I'm struggling to find an example. Uh, Or it is their own, but maybe it's like a a parent's language or something. Like when Christina Aguilera Mm -hmm. would sing in Spanish. Or uh, damn it, my mind is asleep today. I'm trying to think of like a band, like especially a British band singing in like in French or something. it's not
0: going to happen because like. British people don't
1: speak other languages. We're all, we're <laughs> all That's dumb, why it's amazing basically. when it is done. When when someone does it right. I mean, Alex Turner. But he's done. A, he's done some French, isn't he? Alex Turner. Alex Turner apparently speaks really. And it's and we're talking about Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys because we're going to talk about it further along. But Alex Turner uh, is very is very good with languages in general. He, it's one of his talents that he's got very good pronunciation, very good German apparently because I think. His mother's a German teacher. His mother's a German teacher, or something like that. And then he spent a summer in Germany, or something, when he was a kid. So he speaks really surprisingly good German, or has really good German pronunciation, very good French pronunciation, and quite reasonably reasonable Spanish, apparently, which is why I'm all, I'm always holding my breath for him to release like a bolero, a thing <laughs> in Spanish, like 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 a, one of those like classic boleros from the fifties. Um, with his with his, act, with his Sheffield accent, it's toy de de you know that kind of thing. Ooh, señorita. <laughs> um, Jarvis Cocker, there's someone who's done songs in French. In French, because yeah. his ex-wife was French and he lived in Paris for many years. I think he still lives half. the spends half his time between Paris and Sheffield because of the kid. Of his kids or something. Um, I love all. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a little bit of uh, fofoca, personal lives of our favorite pop stars. Um, Anyway, back to the 1975. A a lot of this album deals with desire. Uh, Most of the lyrics are like really simple pop song lyrics, where it's like. uh, where it's just like I love you, I really really love you. I was very surprised to find out that he had a thing going with uh, FKA Twigs for a moment. Did he? Yes. Blimey. Apparently, the song uh, I re- what's it I'm in love with you <laughs> is uh, is dedicated to FKA Twigs, um, and it's so and it's funny because it deals with uh, a racial kind of thing. Because uh, hang on, I'm trying to find my yeah. little notes. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, he's he's written a song called "I'm in Love with You," and it's like there's a lyric which goes, "You show me your black girl thing, pretending that I know what it is." I apologize. Uh, I apologize. You meet my eyes. So, according to a genius annotation, the couple broke up in t- June 2022 due to post-lockdown work commitments. Mm. Uh, she impl- she is implied to be the subject of "I'm in Love with You," with this pre-chorus bringing up a scenario in which. Uh, in which he wasn't really listening while his partner talked about Black Girl Thing. So, according to Matt Healy, he said there were all these things that came up, especially with the political climate over the last two years, that you can only really learn from experience and living together. And I love that he goes into this real detail, right, which you could put in a movie scene. Like, our bathroom was full of specific products for skincare (laughs) and stuff like that. Things you can't just get at boots, which is like a Sephora here. So there's a line that goes, you show me your black girl thing, pretending that I know what it is, I wasn't listening. Which came from this moment when she was talking about something that I had no cultural understanding of, and all I was thinking was I'm in love with you. I thought that was really brilliant. Like, And, and another thing is like, FKA Twigs, you really like your boyfriend's intense and opinionated, do you? You've gone <laughs> from Shia LaBeouf to LaBeouf, to Matt Healy, which, you know, Matt Healy is not uh, an, abuser. an abuser, as far <laughs> as we know, but he is quite an intense and I'm, opinionated. I'm, I, I, as far as we know, I don't <laughs> Sorry, like, he seems like a seems nice like guy. A very I mean, you nice know, guy. Let's, let's see exactly. But he is—he he does seem like one of those intense uh, persons who's really uh, a little bit self-obsessed. And he really, uh, from reading interviews about uh, with Matt Healy, he seems to really, really want to be liked by everyone. He even asked an interviewer, like some journalist, like, Do you like me? Yes. <laughs> At the end of the interview. <laughs> like he's like really interested in like people's perception of him and stuff and and uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, but that doesn't mean he might be abusive. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Plus, I is, think. another thing is, I didn't know his mother and his pa- his father were like um, actors and 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 well known <laughs> yeah, people in the UK. Yeah, yeah, In the, yeah, in the Bill. <laughs> the, what? No, well, And Al- was Ve- his father was in Alfie and Pet, which mm. was like a really popular TV show in Britain in the eighties or nineties. Seventies. Seventies. Damn it. Seventies. Alfie and Pet. And his mother was is an actress who was also part of the the. the the table of presenters on this show called Loose Women which is incredibly popular it's like a morning show with all these um, uh, middle-aged women who talk about daily stuff Uh, so she's like quite a very very well-known person in Britain so I didn't know that about Matt Healy
0: See this is is the thing right there are so many reasons that I find the 1975 quite interesting Um, and I've got to be honest not many of them are to do with the music like I... (laughs) Me too. You know what I mean? That sounds incredibly harsh. Like, but but there's, like, Matt Healy's a fascinating person. He comes from this 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 weird background. He had like I believe he had a big heroin addiction at some point and and got over it. And he's very candid about what he says. I find him very interesting. I find the band, like, I like the way sometimes they just combine everything. They just do use all of these difficult musical influences. You know, like literally anything they find around, which feels kind of very modern for me. Very,
1: very millennial. They yes. are they yeah, are yeah. the most the, the top of the millennial bands, especially from the UK. And in terms of After Arctic Monkeys, what would be the band that defined the two, the two thousand tens? Yeah, I think it has to be the nineteen seventy five in pop in in pop with made with guitars and a band structure. Mm. <laughs> but on this album, um, I they
0: they quite consciously dial back all the being weird right and the musical yeah. weirdness and they've gone for like big 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 hits and it's well written but i just could not get on with it I, it, it was just like i was looking for those kind of kinks those weird bits and there are any. that's obviously by design you know they obviously knew what they were doing they're obviously like well this is what but it, it just it was too much for me it's like one song in isolation i could take but like when you got to about song four i was like no i can't yeah. i can't handle this anymore
1: well i mean if i went back and listened to their previous album notes on a conditional form and it and and i've liked it even more now because it's like wow they really it's cool that they were able to be so experimental and have songs that were kind of uh, passages between one song and the next it was it's it's quite an enjoyable listen even though it's very long for today's standards uh but then you go back to this which is like no no let's just keep it short and sweet Let's work with Jack Antonoff. Let's go straight for that kind of adulterated pop that you can, that any kind of um, age can enjoy. You know, a grandmother can enjoy it because a grandmother now probably was, uh, you know, in the '80s was young. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where are we going? Get- Anyone was young in the '80s now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, oh, like, uh, how long was the 80s? Uh, 40 years ago? Damn it! How long was the 80s? About 10 years? Long, long, no, <laughs> I, hold it, my math. Yeah, 40 years ago. Yes, 40 years ago, exactly. So, someone who was 80 was was my age in the 80s. So, mm, the way I'm enjoying it now, someone who's 80 can also enjoy it because they have a reference point of, oh, this sounds like what I was getting up to when I was, you know, around, well, maybe not in Swinging London or whatever, but I was, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of desire on this album. Uh, Oof, some, of there it is. Is, there, some of it is horny on main, uh, <laughs> as, as you would say. And it's cool because they're in their 30s now. You know, the 1975 up until this point were making music in their 20s. But this is the first album that they have made as 30-year-olds. And uh, they, it's like, look, all, all the songs are about I desire you, I want to be loved uh, and stuff. And uh there there's a little there's a there's an interesting one there oh yeah, there's also a little nod to like the contemporary mm, s- trend of mediocrity you know you're make on on opening track which is called the 1975 he sings you're making an aesthetic out of not doing well and mining all the bits of you, you think you can sell. It's a great way of acknowledging the everlasting trend of mediocrity, the uglyism, the shitty rigs fascination, the antidote against corporate slickness. And he gets political with the lyric, uh, you see, I can't sleep because the American dream has been buying up all of my self-esteem while QAnon created a legitimate legitimate scene, but it was just some bloke in the Philippines. I guess he's alleging, uh, he's uh, referencing bots, no? So it's cool that he's, it's, it's it's an album that speaks about now in certain ways and stuff and, and but then it then it gets all Are they up. the are they the
0: Arcade Fire It's OK to Like? Mm.
2: Arcade Fire is not okay to like?
0: Well there's been a few <gasps> You're asking
2: this? Yes, I'm so I, I wanna know. I'm am I am am I missing something? Yes. Oh there my God, there I'm have so recently it. been
0: allegations <gasps> about the lead singer of Arcade Fire which he strenuously denies. Uh.
2: When?
1: Uh, it was this summer, wasn't it? Oh it God. happened uh, two months ago, and Pitchfork keep leaving it up there on the on the main on the mast. Main. The the thi- thing is, it it the story hasn't become that much bigger, except no. for the fact that uh, I haven't seen it. So really, it, thing is, people aren't making that much of a fuss because it's not like uh, I think it's uh, There's been three or four people who've come who've come forward saying that they have been. That their experience with Win Butler was the way I understand it, from reading all of it, and and he's given his side, and the and the the the, the, the alleged victims have given their their testimonies is that he was uh, it's um, it wasn't sexual abuse, it was sexual misconduct, misconduct. Mm-hmm. sexual misconduct. So it's not like. Basically, they, they described situations where he made them feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. by sending texts and mm-hmm. pictures and being horny on Main. Okay. And uh, there was an age difference, you know, this was happening when he was 34 and they were in 22 and stuff. So it's 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 not the harshest of cases. It's just that any, the thing is, Feist, uh, she was supporting them on the European tour. She pulled out of the mm-hmm. tour, Beck, who was going to support them on the North American leg, has pulled out.
2: Okay. Because I, of pressure yeah, and stuff. Okay,
1: okay. And uh, so it's like, okay, but does that mean that we have to cancel the band and the legacy and all those songs? No, it's just like, well, Wynn is getting a bit of a slap on the wrist, I guess. But they're still, I don't know, they played Madrid the other day, some friends went and it was full and, and right. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, that's, it's, that's, that's the world we live in. But going back but to the yeah, 1975, the, I don't think they're it, this. That they're the Arcade Fire. I think they sound very Arcade
0: Fire on this album. In like the they
2: sound really? more like pop, right? Like Arcade Fire, they always trying to be more indie. Like I don't know, but, then, but I like that the 1975 is in this album like full on pop. Like like you said, like Jack Antonoff pop.
1: Yeah. Speaking, hang on. Going back to Arcade Fire, the, who is Who was the second Arcade Fire... Remember when every band out of Canada had like between 10 and 15 members and there would be like violinists and stuff? Well, Broken Social Scene, who are Canadian and they're like, I don't know, who feist... Sang and played in as well as was was one of those sort of uh, open door revolving door members. Uh, they performed this week in New York on uh, doing an anniversary uh, tour for their album. You forgot it in people 20th, 20 year anniversary, and uh, Meryl Streep came up on stage to sing with uh, tra- with the other with her friend uh, Tracy uh, Tracy Emin. Tra- what? What? Yes, Meryl and the there's Tracy yeah, Emin? yeah. Wait, Tracy. No, Tracy <laughs> Emmons the artist. Yes. Damn it, Tracy Ullman. Tracy. Oh, right. Tracy. Tracy Ullman. Sorry, yeah, the normal. actress Tracy Ullman. And it's just beautiful. You can see the YouTube footage, like. Um, the singer from Brooklyn Social Scene he invites Tracy on to sing like he does this beautiful introduction to her to sing the, the last song on the of the show and, and uh, they're singing, getting into it, it's a long song and all of a sudden you can see her like calling someone else to come on stage and all of a sudden this blonde woman comes on stage and the person filming the video is like, I can't see who it is Oh, my God, it's Meryl Streep. <laughs> it's Meryl <laughs> Streep. Like, and she's like videoing, video-selfing the, the whole thing as well. Is she on TikTok, Meryl Streep? Can we find out? Uh, that will probably be there. <laughs> anyway, so that's a, like a little nice news that's related to Arcade Fire. Just a, um, it, yeah. In your absence, Johan,
0: by the way, or maybe when you were there, I can't remember, we've we've decided to uh, start comparing albums to breakfast cereals. Yes, I was here. Oh, you were here. Okay, and I've decided to go all in for this because I find it quite amusing. Okay, so Mm -hmm.
1: 1975's uh, uh, Being Funny in a Foreign Language as a breakfast?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, It's like a really sugary cereal. Yes. Like, you know, you have have a couple of mouthfuls, you're like, this is absolutely lovely. And you do eat it to the end, but at the end you feel a little bit like,
2: Yeah, you're not going to eat it the next day, the same breakfast, but you enjoyed it.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you don't put regular milk in, you put chocolate milk in. Oh, Jesus, Johan, wow. Yeah, okay,
2: I'll go with it, yeah.
1: Because it's ultra sweet. This is ultra sweet. It's almost, as you say, after a while, it's like this is too much candy. For uh, like you know when your your tooth even starts to Mm. hurt a little bit because you've just had it even gets cold you know that icing (laughs) feeling it's it's almost like that yeah yeah those multicolored kind of Cheerios that are full of sugar oh yeah yeah that one kids addicted already God American cereal terrible
2: but at the same time good
1: yeah exactly yeah but exactly it hits you it's like a Pantera Rosa my favorite of the industrial there's a there's a there's an industrial pastry the one that you buy in packets and it's called the Pink Panther. And uh, it's just one of the guiltiest pleasures because that is just full on cocaine for children. It's 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 heavily addictive. It's delicious. I want one now. Oh yeah, I, I always have them there, you know, in, in my house, and for, <laughs> for, for a moment of weakness. Have I have you ever been to
0: one of Barcelona's cereal cafes or someone else's?
2: I've seen people going there, but I haven't. But uh, yes.
1: Remember when the two twin <laughs> brothers, the Scottish twin brothers, opened it in London? The first one, it was a serial cafe, serial killer.
2: Serial Cere- killer. And yeah. there
1: was a, uh, even like when there were the there was like riots like uh, in London. They were like like um, vandalizing them because they were like the, a source of yeah. gentrification. They were like, oh, it's because of businesses like this that you're dr- dr- rising the prices and stuff. And all of a sudden, they started springing up all over the the world. You know, these serial cafe inspired. Uh, places. There was one around the corner from where I used to live in Elborn And, uh, I mean, it's, it's hey,
0: look, if it floats your boat, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't attack it, but I don't think I wouldn't. I wouldn't attack it. it. But guys, you know,
1: they're young, you know, people have a right to open a business and, and, and deal with it. But I'm, I'm, I, okay, so this might be off topic, but there's, there's a certain backlash against brunch. And brunch businesses in the rock and roll world, and and I think in it's, the rock and roll world. In, yeah, oh. Julian Casablancas from The Strokes once said, "If I, you know, being a New Yorker, he was like sick of seeing brunch places opening up, and it's kind of a the the and and remembering Girls when Desi and um, Marnie, yeah, <laughs> uh, they they had the, the jazz brunch group, you know, and they play they play jazz covers in 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 brunch places, and there's a beautiful episode just showing how. Ugh, how like you just want to punch everyone in there, but at the same time it's like people have a right to brunch. My girlfriend is a very very big brunch enthusiast, and it is true. It saved my ass. Uh, brunch brunch places save <laughs> save the day a lot of times because she's happy, everyone's happy. The croissants are extra cr- crispy. The coffee is really good. What's to, what's not to love with brunch places? Just because. Also, also, eggs Benedict doesn't
0: work for breakfast because it's too heavy, and doesn't work for lunch because it's sort of eggs. Yeah. So it's got to be for brunch. It's if you get rid brunch. of
1: brunch, you get rid of eggs Benedict. And I love eggs Benedict. And call gonna, me a cliche, but I love it. And I'm gonna get a bit Theodor with this. It's like I think it's it's a little bit patriarchal to hate on brunch because it's seen as this, <laughs> okay. it's, it's seen as this like woman thing. You see these, you know, obviously you see these m- middle-class American women, you know, like with their super Pinterest looks and stuff. I mean, so it it kind of gets attacked because of that or not just the women that, you know, everyone, everyone seems very complacent at brunch, right? And because they are the source of gentrification, according to a lot of people who, who don't want you know, who just want neighborhoods to be sh- remain shitty. Um, there's this kind of thing against the brunch, and it's like, no. Everyone who I see operating a brunch restaurant is usually a young person trying to be independent and create their own business. They're creating job opportunities, and they're making a lot of people happy. And I was in Porto, Porto this weekend, and it was just amazing to how many brunch restaurants there were in in a in a in a block. And they all had queues outside. And it's like, this can't be a bad thing. You know, it's, 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 it's driving a kind of an economy. There's one on the corner here from our offices where I went, to, I've been twice, and they have the most amazing egg sandwich. It's just an egg sandwich in a brioche mm-hmm. with some arugula, which is the brunchiest of vegetables, <laughs> of, 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 of leaves, arugula. <laughs> and... I swear, I have seen, I have, I have, I have have, uh, dreams when I think of biting into that sandwich, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's just, there's not. Why, why are people against brunch? Uh, I'm going to be a a brunch defender now. All
0: right, should should we, should we uh, come to the point? What's better, the 1975 or brunch?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They both go hand in hand. Oh no, what's better? Forgot it. Like, come on. A brunch place, which plays the 1975, oh, <laughs> it would be hell for a lot of people who are like against that thing. Julian Casablancas would probably not like it. Anthony Bourdain was a fam- was a was a strong anti-bruncher uh, advocate, even though he said, you know, if the TV thing fails, I can always go back to making brunch for idiots who are willing to pay overpriced fees for eggs Benedict and stuff like that. But um Mark, 1975 or brunch? I'll
2: go. I'll go 1975. Sorry for the branch enthusiasts in the room.
0: Should we have a song? Please. Yes. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a Christmas song off the album, which is another thing I really like. Uh, it's called Wintering.
1: Yeah, it's just like, it should start. It just, it's just, it's just comes straight in. Just be like... She walks
0: down as this, feeling herself, looking like she just won a court case. It's got a funny way of using the same four chords for every song you makes he he's called Bill and he plays with the words like a skill, yeah, he's pretty great He said his official friend died cause of officiate Yeah, she's called Hannah and she plays the you in a great eight, but she's got no soul and John's obsessed with fat ass and he's ten years old Oh, Dad's a notice-written man, a i type guy with the best voice you ever heard
1: I'm getting a Paul Simon vibe. In fact, no, I'm getting an Ezra Koenig vibe who from Vampire Weekend. And they always said that Vampire Weekend were ripping off Paul Simon anyway. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it works. This is very adulterated. This is a brunch song. This is like a song that would be playing in a brunch place, and everyone's like all happy drinking their espressos and eating their yogurt with granola and, and goji berries. The 1975 album, by the way, I mentioned earlier, is produced by one Jack Antonoff, who has the busiest schedule in music in the music industry. This Friday we'll see the release of an album he has worked closely on again with a certain great dame of puff music of pop music, not puff music, Miss Taylor Swift. She releases a follow-up to Evermore titled *Midnights*, which, according to her, is inspired by many sleepless nights, revenge fantasies and a bit of self-hatred. It is also reported that the album shall feature a collaboration between tay and Lana Del Rey, which has already got me in squiggles of delight. Oh. Um, but in the UK... Her chances of reaching that coveted number one spot that I'm sure keeps her awake at night could be thwarted by the release of another of the most awaited albums of the year, The Arctic Monkeys' The Car.
0: And, and correct me if I'm wrong,
1: but... Carly number ones Ray matter
0: Jepson. to Taylor Swift, don't but does it?
1: Do they matter in the UK for her? I mean, I think what? the Billboard at US, no, the Billboard number one is the one she's got her eyes on. Yeah, right?
2: but like Arctic yeah, yeah, no, no, it, she's gonna be number one all over the place. Like, there's no questioning that. No- in the
1: US, who else is releasing in the US? In the Carly l-
2: Rae Jepsen, but the Beatles could come back from the dead, reunite, put an album the, day, the same day Taylor Swift put out an album, and I would. For sure, like, and I for sure know that Taylor would be number one. Like, Mm. there's no way. We have talked about Taylor Swift way too many times to not know that the Swifties are an insane fan base. And nothing can happen that doesn't make this album number one. Everywhere.
1: Are the Tay-Tay, is it as big as the BTS Army? Almost or as, as powerful. No, as, as not
2: as powerful. No, I must okay. say uh, the only thing that could compete with uh, Taylor, I think it would be BTS or a Rihanna album.
1: So have you Ariana, bought Ariana Grande? No, oh, Rihanna!
0: Rihanna! Rihanna! Rih- Rihanna! Rihanna so, uh, Ma, have you bought the? Uh, the vinyl clock the jade green edition the moonstone blue the mahogany edition the blue moon edition the jade green edition cd the moonstone blue edition cd the mahogany edition cd the moon blue edition cd uh or the cassette
2: all of them because (laughs) if you buy all of them you can make a clock like there's different covers behind every vinyl and it makes a clock which is um, the midnight clock thing and there's a like the thing with taylor that fascinates me is that everything she does is super ugly, like <laughs> her time. <laughs> it's very brunchy. <laughs> it's like there's one of the merch things, like a, a frame, a wooden frame that's horrible. It's like you could find this everywhere else. In
1: like Not even Humana. Like, know, like, no, not yeah. Humana. What's the uh, Natura uh, yeah, or one yeah. of those? No, even the the, the local, the, the bazaar kind of one-year-old decorations. Yeah, exactly. W- you could find one year old, like,
2: that there. And, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And she had like a TikTok series. In which she's promoting the album, and it's like she's recording with a 2009 webcam or something. <laughs> like it looks like she's like being um, kidnapped in her basement, and and there's no lights, and it's so weird. But I love her for that. Like she she's doing her thing.
0: I see. So you have to buy the vinyl clock for forty nine dollars. Then you have to buy four records, yeah. of thirty dollars
2: each.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sappy. Girl boss. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, what, what, do, what
0: do we know about this
1: record do we know much well yeah Jack Antonoff has co-wrote and co-produced uh, all of the album with her Lana Del Rey features on as far as I know one song as mm-hmm. you say there's all these uh, different editions of vinyl and stuff uh,
2: like she's put, made a lot of um, like promo like all her she called them midnight Talks or something like that <laughs> on um, TikTok right on TikTok but they're so cringy and she looks like <laughs> such a millennial random person from the Middle East, like in the in the US, um, in the like Middle Eastern Mid- Mid- Midwest, Midwestern, um, uh, in the US. Like she looks like a random person, <laughs> like kidnapped in a basement, and it makes me like cringe and, and not see the promo she's doing. But I'm gonna listen to the album, and I'm a Swifty, But I I feel like. Sometimes but you that's have to how look away.
1: <laughs> that's how savvy she is. She knows that she has to appeal to that pumpkin spice kind of mm, meme, uh, yeah. midwestern suburban lady yeah. uh, daughter. By the way, who, why why has she got a water bottle with the word Samantha? on? is that name who who is Samantha?
2: I haven't seen. It's why well, like, it's I like this
1: one. It's just like the ones that we have.
2: Um, Chilies. I haven't like gotten too deep into the rabbit holes yet because I know <laughs> I will have to do it next week so I'm like keeping my energy and she's put out like a it's like, not
1: hers sorry I'm, uh, okay. I'm on Universal Music Online's website for some reason uh, I've been redirected there and I'm like Orozco why is she going like <laughs> Antonio for- Orozco <laughs> like what does Taylor Swift have to do with Antonio Orozco my hand is blowing I was like oh no it's a Universal store mm-hmm. so Samantha must be Samantha Hudson Samantha Hudson's on Universal or is it another Samantha? It doesn't even have a description, damn it! What am I supposed to? I'm just gonna. Never mind. Sorry. Ah, yeah. Merch.
2: I uh, don't know. I think we have to talk about like. There's no doubt. Next week we. Will. We'll only talk about this. I'm sorry, the Arctic Monkeys.
1: No, we're going to have to do a double special. Yeah, we can talk
2: about the album, like as Album of the Week, like, oh yeah, musically, oh yeah, Arctic Monkeys. (laughs) But then we will have to talk about, have you listened to this track in this second where she says this word that it matches the other album, that blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. The deep deep investigation, definitely. You're going to get at least 15 minutes more to to tell us all about this.
0: Why hasn't she released any songs from it?
1: I know one me Mid- Mid- midnight but that's nine seconds long why hasn't
0: she released any songs from it wow. what's going on totally the other she's crazy she's S- the, she's, she's talk- not crazy she's such she a is boss very much not crazy
2: I, she's completely insane no other person could ever like do everything she's done all these years only an insane person but yeah she decided that this time she would talk about a lot about midnight but not show any music related to Midnight but I love her for
1: that like,
0: that
2: is a power move I trust move. Everything she does. Move. Yeah.
1: but another mm, mm, I don't want to say power move but what I love about Arctic Monkeys for instance is how old school they're doing this release like they're not being mysterious they like release two singles they've played a song yeah Yeah. a a song that hasn't been officially released but everyone knows from seeing live and from youtube clips uh they've done a a video clip which hasn't even broken the bank it's not it's like they've just like had someone filming in fact i think it's supposedly directed by alex turner but they probably just had someone filming them while they were at studios and moving around so it wasn't like they've rented a set they've got some some trendy uh video clip director or anything uh no it's like all straightforward release date was announced two months ago Uh, they don't and it's like well they could have just done a Beyonce and just like kept quiet and all of a sudden just dropped it and everyone would have been losing their shit over it anyway but it's like no 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 let's do it the old way just give one or two interviews or a few of the music publications uh, talk a little bit about it. The enemy had exclusive access to it. They've heard the album. By the way, uh, the, I've discovered reading an article in the enemy about the album because they've heard it already. Uh, there's a playlist out there on Spotify, which uh, is a, it's supposedly a secret playlist, which is op- available to the public, and it could or could not be curated by Alex Turner. And it is amazing. It is called Black uh, Del Schwartz, which I think is the title of one of the songs in the New Arctic Monkeys album. And it is full of all these incredible 1960s spooky, loungy um, Brazilian bossa nova, French chansons, uh, movie European movie soundtracks from the era. It is. I mean, I don't know practically any of the artists on the playlist except for like. Pfft, well, uh, Gal, Gal, Gal Costa, uh, uh, Os Mutantes, but there's all Gloria and Taylor, but there's all these like Morricone, Morricone obviously, and it's only one hour, and, uh, an hour and a half long, and it is just gorgeous to listen to on a on a on a on an autumn morning. It's even better than so. If the album is going to sound somewhere like this, I'm on. I'm, I think it's going to be one of my favorite albums of the year.
0: I would quite like to speculate in that we haven't heard any of the Taylor Swift album. Based on the song titles alone, what do you think is going to be the best song? Mm. Um, and I would like to make an early uh, vote for Vigilante Shit, track number eight, <laughs> which she's written all on
1: her own. Thing is, sound-wise, I, I think it might just be a bit more of a beefed-up Evermore, in the sense that it, it she's, she's done the, uh, the the girl alone with her acoustic guitar in the cabin in the woods thing, so I think, she, okay, now she's going to probably beef said- it up.
2: Pop,
1: uh, pop rock. Pop rock, right?
2: She said it. I don't know. What it's a time
1: yeah. for pop rock, just like in 1975. You know, Jack Antonoff is the person to go to for that. It's like, look, this good old classic all-time radio music uh, f- that draws from all those influences, do I you know, guess.
0: Do you know who I feel bad for? Who? Dry Cleaning, who are releasing, also releasing their album this Friday.
1: Yeah, but they 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 kind of have a niche audience and a cult following. They they won't they won't be overshadowed that much. Like Dry Cleaning fans will listen to their album before Taylor mm-hmm. Swift's album. And I don't think Dry Cleaning are that worried about taking any of Taylor's social cachet. I'm sure they would love to take some Taylor's social cachet. Oh, I'm sure they, like, they wouldn't you know. mind, but I think they they're, they're doing their own thing. They they're doing fantastically.
0: I mean, can you imagine if like they did take some first cachet and like she went in for dry cleaning and it was like Taylor Swift versus dry cleaning. Wow. And she was like, she was really being, because she can be a little bit, little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me, Marsh. She can be a little bit
2: determined wanna, when yeah. she wants to, to, to get her own <laughs> yeah. way, shall we, shall we say? Yeah, um, she knows her revenge.
0: A bad
1: bitch.
2: Yeah. Well, no, uh, yeah. that's that's
1: your words, yeah. not mine. <laughs> no, bad bad bitch is a is yeah, a good yeah, term yeah, yeah. now, isn't it? It's a positive yeah, kind yeah. of thing. I'm a bad bitch, Me- Megan Thee Stallion. Um, uh, another thing that I oh, well, I know what the, uh, about the Arctic Monkeys is that they've recorded a lot of the album between three studios. They recorded as a band, shall we say, in a beautiful old monastery turned wedding reception event space uh, in suffolk suffolk they recorded alex turner's vocals in uh, the studios outside of paris which i can't remember. was it not rack damn it racks in london uh anyway some famous studios outside of paris because apparently i only learned today from ben that he's alex turner is now living part-time in paris because he's got a new girlfriend uh uh, a parisian and um and they recorded with strings all the string sections in rack studios in london so that's a great way of dividing your time yeah okay with the band let's go to some nice quiet place like nice and english you know where there's a good pub let's record there all the band stuff then i'm going to do my vocals in a studio outside of paris just because i can uh no like going to a studio just to do your vocals it's just the life, isn't it? When you said <sighs> earlier you wanted to be out there. I wanna be Alex Turner for a week. Just just a week, God, please. Like can't they invent that thing or some kind of simulation? That would be a good that would be a good business. Like do you wanna leave a
2: movie about it? Being John Malkovich.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah that, but that was metaphysical, you know, they, they, they got into his head through a door. But imagine, like, you open, like, a travel agency where you live the life of a celebrity that you follow, right? So you know that that celebrity always has breakfast at certain spot in New York City or whatever. And, uh, oh, depending on the budget, oh, you want to go where they go on holiday? Well, they go on holiday to this incredible place in, in that place in Mexico where all the fancy people go to I can't remember the name mm-hmm. or no there's another there's a secret place where all these fashion people go to and they do photo shoots uh, I'll, I'll remember in a minute and um you know it's yeah you're like curated tours to live the life of your favorite movie stars or or rock stars and stuff like that and you know another one well, of my great ideas there are I'll companies that
0: will sort of arrange for you to be mobbed as well as oh, if yes. you're famous yeah
1: which is, oh really yeah oh yeah. Like, oh that's good so like if you want to give off the impression that you're someone important yeah. it's like oh yeah just hire these people well it's like the whole thing of like having an entourage walk with you you know it's not like an emperor you know or, like all these hip hop artists the more people you have around you and especially a filmer if you have a filmer filming everyone mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's like I'm, d- I'm doing a reality they're doing a reality on me it's, like, that's it's, terribly embarrassed. it's terribly embarrassing terribly mm-hmm. embarrassing do you mind sign- signing off your your, mm-hmm. you know, your rights to appear in this pathetic should uh, we
0: have an Arctic <sighs> Monkey song are we
1: yeah. Yeah because there's no new Taylor Swift song, Mar. It's not because we Don't we're, worry, we're next week <laughs> it will the be man. a Taylor Swift special. Exactly. Dry cleaning. <laughs> Poor dry cleaning. <laughs> Poor dry cleaning. Uh this is uh I ain't quite where I think I am by Arctic Monkeys.
0: in
2: I've been given good reason
1: to believe I ain't quite where I think I am But it's always worth half a blast You know the face but you can't see past The disco strobes and the stumbling blocks Wait, there's the other island now I'm a smoking stash. I'm a bad bitch. You're a bitch that's bad. I'm a habit. You're a random girl in the bathroom, stoned on the windowsill. You're working fashion. You got time to kill. It's a weekend, but you feel weaker still. Watch am clapping. It's another show. Watch them glisten like the underwater girls are leaking. You're in the mosh piss world and you're geeking. It's another world. If a The full track from Tommy Genesis, A Woman Is a God, which leads us. Ben, why, why did you put. Why I did put you select. It, I didn't oh, you said yeah,
2: because we're talking about men, because if a, man, if a man is a man, is a man, is a man, a woman is a God. And men, apart from being men, are being divorced yeah. <laughs> very much lately. And I think we have to talk about it, especially since you both are men. I feel like maybe you have been like hearing like a mermaid chant or something because there's something in the air that is making men very divorced. So don't listen to it. Just cover your ears yeah. and try not to become the very divorced. Um, <laughs> like. There's like a a race or something to become the most divorced man ever. So don't fall into the trap. You don't want to be on that race. No.
0: Is divorce in this case a state of mind or do you actually have to be. I I
2: must say like if you wanna know more about Being divorced, um, Ciberlocutorio, our podcast here in Radio Primavera Sound, were like visionaries in explaining the concept before men themselves knew they were on this race. So um, there's a, I think it's called um, Energía de Hombre Divorciado. Um, It's everything about this energy that that men are feeling... uh, a lot lately. Apparently, and is that
1: the one where they interviewed Gaspar Noé?
2: No, but uh, um, Gaspar Noé gave a bit of a
1: <laughs> gave divorce. a bit of a divorce <laughs> energy. But he, he was laughing in the one I, I saw. Anyway, but yeah. continue. Yeah. So, oh yeah, the, the one they were talking about, uh, Gerard Piqué. Yeah, exactly. Iker, and, Casillas. Uh, Iker Casillas. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, it's kind of an, an energy. It doesn't have to be. Um, you don't have to be married to have it. But in this case, celebrities are really, really, really like male celebrities are yeah. really feeling this energy lately because this is a topic I had like the first episode or I don't know when we were recording and we were talking about the Kardashians and I had like, OK, I am um, uh, this actual first episode um is related to like talks about Chloe um, discovering her partner is having a baby at the same time she's having a baby with another with her <gasps> mistress like uh, no. yeah, the partner had a mistress and both of Chloe and the mistress were having a baby at the same time
1: Chloe has a has very bad luck with yeah. m- her <laughs> <Yeah>. boyfriends or <laughs> yeah, her men, the men she yeah, puts in she's her life okay
2: unlucky um, so I was like, yeah, Tristan Thompson is definitely been fighting for the crown of the most divorced man ever. Um, but then next, then the following week, there were more cases of divorced men trying to be very divorced and then the following week more. And now I feel like I I have like a queue of divorced men trying to to be talked about. Um, So today's the episode that I finally um, addressed the topic of divorced men, Mm -hmm. because not only is Tristan Thompson um, very high at the top of the race of becoming the most divorced man ever, but finally, um, also Tom Brady.
1: He's giving very much
2: divorce energy, and he changed his bio from family and football to just football. Okay. <laughs> and he's no. looking very bad at, in all the pictures. Like the, they, they uh, I don't know, that he's been taken like in interviews or stuff like he looks very bad um, and Giselle is doing very good. Um, but he looks
1: bad in the sense of he's being very chuggy and cringy? Uh, no, he, he oh, physically hell.
2: looks <gasps> bad. He looks like um, consumed by the divorced man energy. <laughs> like, oh my it's God. Like taking away his, his spirit. Um, we also had like, uh, it's now old news, but Adam Levine had like uh, lame DMs. Yeah. He sent to Instagram models while her his wife is pregnant with
1: their third uh, child. Yeah,
2: with the th- third child, and the DMs were like, maybe if he was like super hot about sexting other girls on Instagram, but it they were like so cringy, like like how <laughs> like um,
1: I couldn't find it. So yeah,
2: he he had like, damn, this body of yours is insane! Oh, I can't believe it! <laughs> no, it was so cringy. Like, I would kill myself if I. Texts like this came out of me, like not. I would feel more bad for myself than for my partner. Like, oh my God, I'm so cringy. I can't believe people have discovered I'm cringy. Oh my <laughs> um, God. I'm
1: gonna, I, I just want to say something really <laughs> nasty about. No. Uh, about about Adam Levine uh, or or rock stars. I think rock stars like Adam Levine. First of all, it, like they they deserve to be shitty. And um, no. How <laughs> damn it, I'd rehearse this. <laughs> I think, I don't expect normal idiots like me to, like, I I allow rock stars to get away with certain bad behavior because if they can't get away with it, who can like, he's... But
2: Adam Levine is not even like a... It's like a Walmart rug. Yeah, uh, I know, I'm but sorry. the kind,
1: like, of, the kind of people five? who are attracted to Adam Levine okay, deserve yeah. to get their hearts broken. Oh, that's a big heart. <laughs> I know, Come I know, on. I'm being really okay, shitty. No. Poor Adam don't, Levine's don't wife. Don't get
2: possessed by the divorce man energy. I know, it's, it's already
1: complicated. Okay, sorry. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm, 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 I feel like I will run out of time. So uh, there's the, uh, locally, there's like Risto Mejide and uh, all these divorce men oh, that God. have been talked about plenty on Ciberlocutorio. Yeah. We will not talk about the Kanye attention industrial complex because it's at its peak and it will be not talked about. And I would like to talk about the Jason Sudelki's Olivia Wilde drama because there's been more things happening. More! Weird, because a, an ex-nanny they had has like released... A lot of text and random information about like Jason Sedelkis throwing himself in front of Olivia Wilde's car um, to make her late to see Harry Styles
1: <laughs> and Olivia Wilde Aww. having run over Jason Sidelkis. But that's a man in love who's trying to like hold <laughs> yeah, on to but his it, it wife. Was
2: kind of, yeah, yeah, it's, n- I'm not saying that Jason Sedelkis has um, divorced male energy, but Ooh, it, 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 it kind of relates to the topic and it was, a, it's been talked about a lot. But, um, uh, I must admit, all of this is very funny to me to see like all these celebrities being lame on, on main. Um, but I feel like I have to kind of put a stop on all the fun I'm having because it all, there's always like an underlyingly worrying other side when a celebrity starts being lame on, in public. And it's the case specifically of one of the divorced men that's been divorcing for, I feel like, eternity, um, Brad Pitt. <laughs> He's doing Everything in his control, and even the things that are not in his control, yeah. and I mean everything. Like uh, you will see, um, so that we don't pay attention to the negative headlines that have been appearing um, after the, his the longest run divorce in history yeah. gets keeps getting complicated. Or <laughs> an article on on Gawker, the the, the online magazine, say, <laughs> perfectly describes. It said, Brad Pitt asks, what's that? Before running away right after we look. He's got a music studio now. Isn't that cool? Do not read the other headlines. Because that's <laughs> literally, like, uh, like, they're not. it's a funny headline, but at the same time, it's literally what his PR team is doing. They're like, hey, um, did you know he's putting a genderless skincare line? Like, genderless skincare, whatever that means, I, I... I I don't know if they're like a skincare yeah, skin uh, obviously is skin. skincare is going to be genderless well they're marketing that so that there's um, articles on Vogue about Brad Pitt having a skincare line is um, that what you
1: call a smoke screen or like a, like yeah, when you try and divert yeah. attention yeah from yeah,
2: wait there. but but he's trying to like put a lot of smoke in the screen <laughs> like he's, he's
0: gonna <laughs> make you
2: not see anything like he, if you weren't impressed with the genderless skincare line he's making now silly Little sculptures to heal his trauma, <laughs> and if that doesn't impress you, you enough, it's there. Ha, it's more, longer the story because it's a dudes only art group which includes Nick Cave, the artist <sighs> Thomas Hausago, I don't know who he is, and the dude that directed *Blonde*, the very bad movie that everyone's hating, and Brad himself. <sighs> says that Mirabal Studios, which is uh, the art group, I I, I don't know, uh-huh. um, is where the artists hang out and it's what's happening. That's the only explanation we have about that, so um, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> but I have Adrian to say, Brad I'm in speed. love
1: with the fact this bromance between Nick Cave and Brad Pitt.
2: No, you don't have to be on Brad's side. You're falling for the trap. You're falling for the silly little sculptures. You don't have, well, that's what he wants. But he also wants you to know that um, he has a god approved <laughs> new shirt brand called God's True Cashmere, which you should be very impressed about, because God would definitely want you to spend $2,000 on a cashmere button down um, apparently, and if not God, definitely Goop, because he went to talk to, um, like, on a one-on-one exclusive interview with Goop creator and former ex-fiancé Gwyneth <gasps> Paltrow to talk about expensive shirts. He's super cool. He gets along with his exes. That's what you should be thinking about and nothing else. And also, if you're think- trying to think about something else, you- the thing that you should be thinking is that he might be dating. Emily Ratajowski and Rata, the hottest celebrity out there, because what else is more interesting to people than two celebrities dating? Yeah. Because that's what people love, right? And if you're wondering who started the rumor, please do not think it's definite- It's himself because it's not definitely himself it's the something else it's, it's it's something super organic that's just happened now and yeah. and, and not something that dis- to distract you from other headlines and if you're not distracted enough he also has a cover on billboard billboard the the music magazine talking about how he now has a music studio also yeah. that he renovated on the grounds of his winery this is super interesting and not mildly boring <laughs> information about Brad Pitt. I love
1: that information <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're Stop totally falling, falling for, for the trap. And, and yeah, 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 basically he's a renaissance man. He can do everything. Obviously he can do acting and he's been doing Hollywood stuff forever. So obviously he's making more <laughs> That's movies. What he does. <laughs> That's what he does. And what is he doing? Doing movies about what? And what's better than doing movies about abused women? Because we want to talk about sexual assault. <laughs> like making a movie called Women Talking and she said about the Harvey Weinstein incident, the yeah. Me Too movement, that he does Definitely didn't support at the same time. But please, let's n- not think about the irony of him making movies and producing movies about women being abused. Please don't look at the irony that that is. Especially don't look at those headlines that talk about the now public FBI report on the incident that happened on 2016 on a private jet plane yeah. with, um, with his kids. Uh, with his kids and and, uh, detailed abuse against Angelina Jolie and and the kids um, over uh, that lawsuit that's been reopened over... uh, uh, French winery that the Angelina wants to sell her part on and Brad is very bitter about and, and is make, trying to make Angelina look bad and at the same time gain the public symp- keep the public thim- sympathy by, by having all these insane PR moves that I just listed like I cannot believe there's like a thousand things he's been doing just so that we don't look that he's an abusive beater and that he is like uh,
0: uh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly Allegedly <laughs> Allegedly
2: Allegedly, <laughs> he, allegedly, allegedly, he, allegedly, he, allegedly he, Please don't, please don't make any
1: parent who hears of a parent losing their shit on a mid-flight with five fifty-four
2: kids. pages of very detailed abuse. Alleged abuse. Alleged abuse. Because apparently
1: he was a bit under the effects of alcohol, which yeah. is why he had to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and, oh, well, and, and his yeah. mood, marijuana mood swings.
2: And the thing that worries me is that um, we're in front of another case in a very recent. When it has been very recent, the, the Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp case, mm-hmm. in which the internet went full on, we hate women. And in this case, it's like, we hate women and again because this quirky fan dude that makes clay sculptures and has a skincare line and has a very expensive <laughs> t shirts cannot be that bad. Look, he's making a movie about um, women abuse. How can he be an abuser? Like, it's just the other, the same tale repeating itself and in a very short space of time like let but there's a very part uh, there's a very important information that i'm skipping which is that um the pr team that's handling um brad pitt's case is the same that johnny depp's uh, case so all these, yeah that handled
1: yeah so so are you you getting to the point that he's trying to cover up something big that hasn't been he
2: doesn't want you to talk about how he is a potential bad person and he did bad stuff he like, lost he, this shit
1: once on an airplane it's very stressful yeah, but, flying with kids
2: okay but That's he doesn't want thing, people like, like having a debate over okay why um, like this has happened and um, why hasn't things been done um, I don't know he doesn't like there should be the chance of it being talked about no, not him trying to overshadow like the fact that this happened and that maybe this could open a conversation and then if he wants to be talked about so much Then come like go to JQ and all these male magazines that he goes to and and talk about the abuse and maybe talk about um, how you didn't know or or like I don't know. But he
1: kind of did back in when when the whole Angelina split. You know, it was very publicized uh, the the whole thing of how he lost his temper and how that's why that was the reason main reason why she was getting divorced from him and he he went to Alcoholics Anonymous, he quit drinking, he quit smoking marijuana. I don't know if he still quit this marijuana if he's hanging out with Nick Cave and all these artists <laughs> I don't know I,
2: I I read um and the 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 person that wrote this article on Gawker, who's called Ali Jones, I think write it perfectly because it feels like it's a formula that uh, repeats itself over this last 6 years that the divorce been happening in which uh, Jolie may, uh, Angelina Jolie makes a claim about Brad Pitt in court Brad Pitt res- re- um, responds by questioning her motives in the tabloids and perhaps sitting with a symp- sympathetic interview with a men's magazine <laughs> then Angelina Jolie will show up in a public some uh, in the public like some red carpet or something with the kids underlying the fact that she is the primary parent which sends Pete sources running back to TMZ against the bitch about how Jolie has pointed the kids against him which is like it's the same thing I'm super tired about this like I will only allow divorced men (laughs) to do cringy stuff but not like surpass like a big line which is very bad and Brad Pitt is doing that
1: and that's all we have time for. We've, well, uh, well, thank you so much, Mark. Uh, I, I have to say, I'm not ready to live in a world without Brad Pitt. Not yet, without you Brad have or totally without Leo. Totally pulled
2: for the Brad Pitt. I'm not either. ready to get divorced.
1: I, I am. I am. I, I stand by Brad no. and Leo forever, and I'm. I just can't help it. They have to do something really, 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 really bad for me to like not go back to watching their movies. So I can't help it. Uh, but. Beware of the divorced men and male energy. It's out there. This was another episode of the weekly review. We're overtime. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Mar. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, David Camilleri for producing.
2: Yeah. I'm a Pop girl, rich girl, I'm a bitch girl Fast girl, catch me if you can girl You a swerve girl, who the fuck are you girl? You just wanna be me, I'm a hot girl Pop girl, rich girl, I'm a bitch girl Fast girl, catch me if you can girl You a swerve girl, who the fuck are you girl? You just wanna be me Pull up to the mansion, pull up to the party All my friends are so hot, we gonna get it started Pull up to the mansion, but you are not invited Lip gloss on and I look good Cause I'm a hot girl Hot girl, rich girl, I'm a bitch girl. Fast girl, catch me if you can, go.
1: You a swerve girl, who the fuck are you, girl? You just wanna be me, I'm a hot girl. Pop girl, rich girl, I'm a bitch girl. Fast girl, catch me if you can, go. You a swerve girl, who the fuck are you, girl? You just wanna be me.